It's great to see such a big crowd here today. I'm sure we're going to have a great evening. Um, just before that, I'd like to begin by acknowledging that we're on the land of the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation who have custodianship for this land. I'd like to welcome everyone to this Sydney Ideas event, which is co-presented with the Sydney Southeast Asia Centre. I'm the director, Michelle Ford, and there's a number of our staff and members through the audience, as I well know. Uh, really happy to see you here for this very exciting occasion tonight. We're going to have an interview with our special guest on the virtues of self-censorship, Islam comedy and the punchline. So before I welcome Sakdina, we're going to actually talk a little bit about Southeast, the Sydney Southeast Asia Centre and what we do at the university. We bring together all the activities on Southeast Asia at the university across all disciplines. So we've got over a almost 300 academic members and heaps of students. We have some students here, some of them at the front, some at the back, great to see you here. And a lot of our work's about research, but of course outreach and community events like this is also really important. Uh, so with that, I'd like to talk a little bit about the format. Uh, we're going to have a half hour interview between, with Julian up the front, and then after that, you're going to have a chance for about the same length of time for questions. Now you can ask those questions physically or you can text, you can tweet them. Uh, and then we're just going to, we're going to close off about 7.15. Okay, of course, I don't think I need to introduce Julian. Do I need to introduce Julian? Oh, come on, seriously. I think he can introduce himself when he comes up the front. But maybe the most important thing today is the fact that he is an alumnus of Sydney University and we welcome him back today. Okay, without further ado, can we invite our special guests to the stage? <laughs> Thanks very much. Thanks very much, Michelle, and uh, what a uh, what a great pleasure to be here. Uh, having to introduce myself, the one person who doesn't really know who I am, uh, having that brief, it's quite quite difficult. But um, my name is Julian Morrow. I'm confident at least of that. Uh, and uh, I used to be at Sydney University. Since then, done a few TV shows: The, the Chaser, The Checkout. Um, all on ABC, so obviously haven't been able to um, survive myself in the real world, but still, um, uh, it's a great pleasure for me to be here at Sydney University today. Because I'm from the ABC, I also have to say, because we have to be balanced, it's also not a great pleasure to be here. Um, <laughs> just to get that out of the way. But I do have um, uh, a real sort of, well, it's a weird feeling coming, coming back here. It's something akin to post-traumatic stress, I think, but it's... <laughs> Uh, it's like the feeling of returning an old and, and neglected library book decades later. Um, and to be here in this building is particularly special for me because uh, the home building is, is actually, this is true, where I, where I met my, my wife. Um, and uh, if we were still married, that would be a nice, um, <laughs> a, a, a nice feeling, but it's definitely a feeling. Um, <clears throat> we're still married, by the way. Uh, and uh, thankfully she's not here. Um, uh, our guest Sakdir Maroof's here to give the sesquicentennial inaugural Chaser Lecture uh, on Thursday night at Sydney Town Hall. Uh, don't be fooled by the name, it's only the second of these events, uh, but we are so far up ourselves that we like to try and make it sound really fancy. Um, last year we had uh, the John Stewart of Egypt, Bassem Yusuf, here, uh, and he was part of Sydney Ideas. Uh, it was an amazing event, uh, but I'm very happy to say that our guest this year is officially now bigger than Bassem Yusuf because we've got a much bigger crowd tonight. So, um, well done, Sakdir, well done. 
the purpose of the Chaser Lecture is to provide an occasion for a lot of people we know to get together and get drunk while somebody else does most of the work. Um, but it's also about having a conversation about issues to do with comedy and to sort of make black tie charity dinners a bit more fun than they normally are. Um, so uh, hopefully we can prove that to you on Thursday night. As Michelle said, the format will be I'll interview um, Sakdia for a while and then we'll have questions from you guys. There'll be two um, microphones. There'll be one over there and one in the middle of the aisle which will come up when we start doing questions. So please do think about your questions. Uh, you can also tweet them. Uh, and the hashtags or the handles for that are, well, Sakdias is up there, Jules Morrow, S-E-A-C-C. -C. We've also got Sydney underscore ideas and Sydney underscore uni. So use Sydney underscore ideas for your questions um, and we'll check those. Uh, but without much more ado, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell by your enthusiasm for being here that you probably already know and admire our, uh, our, our Chaser lecturer this year. Um, for those of you who would like a, a quick recap though, I've put together a little video which will tell you a little bit our, about our lecturer this year. So if we can see that now and then we'll see the lady herself. Dear, welcome. It's a, it's a very great pleasure to, to have you here. And yeah, thank you. Uh, great pleasure to meet you. Um, if I may say a little bit of a disclaimer. Sure, very, yes, very advisable. Uh, yep. Yes, uh, this whole arrangement uh, has nothing to do with the cancellations of President Jokowi's visit <laughs> to, uh, uh, to Sydney, and none of my statements represent the view of uh, Indonesian government, although they might want to quote it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, we've got that out of the way. Um, uh, we've branded the discussion about um, uh, censorship and self-censorship, which actually 
arises from comments you made about being comfortable with the idea of, yep. of some sorts of self-censorship. Um, I'd like to move to that issue, but to start with, before we go to the self, to, to just the idea of, of censorship and to get a, a sense of your experiences, both direct and indirect, of, of censorship. Can you tell us a little bit about the comedy, the Indonesian comedy mm -hmm. that you saw when you were growing up? as a young uh, Muslim girl in Indonesia, uh, whether that was censored, uh, and also just a little bit of your, about your life growing up in Indonesia. Yeah. Um, uh, thanks so much, Julian. And uh, a little bit about uh, comedy uh, in Indonesia. If I may give a, a little bit of a background, I was born in 1982, not that young. Uh, and um, it was uh, during the uh, Suharto uh, government or uh, the authoritarian uh, government and uh, uh, we were uh, lucky uh, to have uh, the only uh, television stations of uh, the Republic, the televisions of uh, Republic of Indonesia, it's better than none at all. Um, and then uh, at that time, I didn't really understand uh, uh, what uh, it means, what uh, censorship uh, means because uh, basically they've got you know everything that they need to censor uh, out of the way, of course. Um, but nowadays, I realize uh, growing up, I watched uh, a lot of uh, the name of the group is the Warkop DKI. If uh, some of you might be uh, familiar, see a few in the audience. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and 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 they are uh, they are hilarious. Their, their brand of, of comedy is, is you know, mostly uh, sleazy, slapstick uh, stuff. So like the Indonesian chaser, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a little less stun. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I realized uh, just, just uh, recently, now that I'm, I'm doing comedy myself, uh, they have this... Uh, words tertawalah sebelum tertawa itu dilarang at the end of every movie uh, that they did and I think uh, you know to work in the authoritarian context that is the bravest thing that that a comedian could ever say tertawalah sebelum tertawa itu dilarang means please do laugh before laughing is banned and uh, how terrible uh, can, can a government be that, that you are afraid that one day laughing will be banned? And, uh, I mean, I haven't checked with, uh, with you know, anyone who's a part of the New Order government about that, their level of sense of humor. But I think the one thing that they should censor is that very sentence. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that is one of the most uh, powerful, silent resistant, if you will, mm -hmm. that, that I've ever heard uh, against uh, the New Order government because they've imprisoned many poets, novelists, comedians survive. Interesting, interesting. By doing sleazy slapstick there we go. jokes. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> I knew there was a higher purpose yeah. to what we had. <laughs> okay, so um, 
obviously there was censorship in the comedy that you were seeing, mm -hmm. uh, but there were wa artful ways of, yep. of, of getting a message across uh, regardless. At the same time, you were also being exposed to uh, a very different comedy culture through television. Yes. And you're watching American television. Mm -hmm. uh, firstly, w w was that censored? Um, I don't think so, except except if the translation is wrong, right. the, like yeah. the Bahasa Indonesia subtitles. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. So, okay, <laughs> they so probably you... got it all wrong, though, now that you mention <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, so, so what you were seeing was, was comedy from a, a, a whole different culture and a, a different part of the world. Yeah. Um, what impact did that have on you? Well, uh, it sort of uh, helps me see, and, and this is generic, this is what, what people would say about America, but... Uh, and, and I'm so embarrassed about saying this, but, but I, will, I will say it anyway. I guess this is what freedom feels like. Well, it used to feel like, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, <clears throat> right, so, okay, so, so you had, because um, it's an amazing thing to think of a, a, a young Indonesian woman uh, living in an authoritarian regime watching Roseanne. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and, and, but it, it felt like what freedom was. And yeah. did, did, did you then think, this is what I want to do, I want to be a comedian? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, um, having a dream for once is, is a luxury for, uh, for a woman uh, living in my community. I mean, well, the, tell me, that's a fascinating comment. Can you, can you tell me I, more about that? Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Arab descent community in Indonesia, um, a, a kind of community who, you know, proudly pretend that they're Arabic, uh, although they're not, you know, even speaking the language anymore. <laughs> We've uh, lived in Indonesia for generations, uh, even during the Dutch colonial area, uh, excuse me, the Dutch colonial, colonial era. era. All right, okay. And, 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 and <laughs> uh, there's still Dutch colonial area <laughs> here and there <laughs> in Indonesia, the cultural heritage at least, sir. <laughs> I saw that you nodding. But yeah, uh, even before, and so we've been living from uh, generations to generation. And guess what? If there is a hardest work in this world, that is pretending. Mm. It means that we are, you know, uh, completely inclusive and, and um, emerge uh, uh, very, you know, fluidly into, into the Indonesian uh, community. But I think there's still, you know, a, a sense of uh, ethnic pride that you have to sort of, you know, being a supposedly original Muslim in, in Indonesia, you have to like work really hard to maintain your status. And, and uh, that includes importing, importing a lot of made in China products from Saudi. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, but, but also it has a great impact on women. Yeah, and, and the, the and sense of choice. And one of the that, things, yeah. exactly, uh, one of the things is that in, in our community, you carry your name. And when you're um, uh, um, a male, when you're a man from an Arab descent community, you can still carry uh, your name from generations to generation, no matter who, uh, no matter who you marry. But for, uh, for a woman, 
you're, you're not, you know, you're not uh, able to uh, still carry your name if you're marrying uh, outside of uh, your community. I know it sounds uh, complicated. I'm just glad that you're not part of it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but uh, that is how it is. And, and that is why early marriage, for instance, is, is still one of the norms in my community, even in 2016. Uh, my neighbors, got married at like the age of 18, 19, and then we are, you know, many of us, including myself, are not allowed to like go out of the house and, and, and uh, for, you know, for fear that we might be contaminated uh, somehow. I mean, thinking of climate change, that is a very <laughs> visionary thought <laughs> at, that, at that time. But, uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's really, the worry that that one day we will become, uh, uh, you know, a, a complete Indonesian without a right of being pretentious anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and yet there was this sort of ironic situation that 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 um, uh, tradition meant that you were spending a lot of time at home yeah. and had this sort of window, courtesy of the you know the U.S. Uh, backing of the authoritarian regime, yeah. you had a window into... In political science, you call it soft power. Soft power, yeah. <laughs> well, um, you know, I, I, I think of Rosanna's soft comedy. It's, um, uh, <laughs> But it is a, a window into another world. Yeah. Um, and yet, obviously, it wasn't the thing that made you... Uh, ma ma I mean, maybe there wasn't uh, a great range of choices, but you weren't burning to be a comedian from that time. Um, or were you? Well, um, I didn't realize it. That that uh, that's uh, first. So it was in the blood, do you think? But you weren't. In, in, yeah. Yes, that's 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 first and foremost. But I think it's 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 always uh, been there. I enjoy a lot of uh, traditional comedy, the the Sri Mulat. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge fan uh, of of the Sri Mulat. Watching it every week, every day, um, if I can, and, and, and of course, plus Roseanne and, and Full House and Seinfeld, it sort of grows inside of me without me realizing. I mean, I realized, uh, and, and I remember making uh, skits, um, uh, making skits and, and imitating some of, the, uh, some of the comedians. My high school friend said that uh, I am uh, very good at uh, imitating uh, the voice of Tweety. <laughs> yeah. Do I prove it? No, please. <laughs> I haven't been doing it for for a, a very uh, long time now. Uh, but I guess it's 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 always there. Mm. Uh, it's always there with me, and uh, and the sense of arrogance that that uh, uh, Arab men are, are building and continue to build in my community make them a very good. Humorist as well, although... Uh, um, Humorist or subjects for humor, like topic to, to make fun of? Uh, both, both, I guess. Yeah, right. okay. I guess, and yeah, and I, I think it's, it's, uh, it's always uh, in my blood. I remember participating in um, this comedy competition when I was uh, in junior high school. So, so, so that, was that the first time that you'd done The first live time, comedy? yes, yes, yeah. yes, the first time. And um, how did it go? Uh, well, I came in uh, second out of three contestants. Wow, and, <laughs> fantastic. And, and the next year, the competition was cancelled due to, of course, minimum participation. <laughs> and, uh, despite of that was all, your year for gold as well. Yeah, oh. despite of you know, all the talents that the three students have Had displayed. Shown. Oh, <laughs> and then, um, 
when after that, because it's not like you can just go to a stand-up comedy club, presumably. Oh, no, um, no, yeah. So how did you come to perform comedy? Uh, I started out at uh, I started out in 2009 actually, so it's a it's quite a, a long time since I first uh, you know enjoy uh, comedy. What was your first joke? Uh, oh well, uh, it, it was uh, it was embarrassing and and oh my god and and you have me <laughs> you pushed me to repeat that Joel, again and, and again joke? at university. Yes, and, yeah, yeah, here we go. And. Um, um, a husband and uh, a, a husband and wife um, sitting at a at a dining table, uh, having breakfast, and the the husband uh, asked the wife, "Honey, was I that bad? Uh, you fell asleep last night during sex," and uh, and and the wife uh, answered. No, darling, you were, you're not bad at all. I'm just really good at multitasking. <laughs> and it was, <laughs> it, it was dead embarrassing to like... Uh... <laughs> it's, a, it's a good joke, but it, but it strikes me that, that, I mean, in some circles, to tell that joke any, at any point mm -hmm. uh, in Indonesia, I imagine, could be confronting. For it to be your very first joke yeah. uh, is sort of amazing. Um, <laughs> But I suppose it speaks to, to the, the idea that did you see comedy as a, a sort of defiance? Uh, uh, perhaps, and it also reflects how much I want to have sex, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes, the secret truth of all comedians. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I got one before I got married. <laughs> <laughs> Joke. The, the, uh, oh no no the, the, the sex that is that can be considered halal. Oh really? Oh yeah. Do tell. I'm sure there's some very interested members of the audience. Full body security checks at the airport. Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's amazing. They actually touch you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> so. Um, you have never, clearly from your very first joke, strayed away from topics that some comedians would avoid mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, why do you choose to, to make comedy out of very serious issues? Can you t tell, us, tell us the issues that you make jokes about and why you do that. Uh, I talk a lot about uh, growing up in, in the uh, Arab descent uh, community and how uh, arrogant they are and uh, how uh, the how restrictive uh, they are and also m me reflecting my experience at my family to a larger context uh, in Indonesia. Uh, you see. If if you're you know been been um, uh, following the news or, or been uh, worrying about coming to Indonesia, um, you know some, anywhere outside of Bali, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, everywhere across the world, in, including in Indonesia, but conservative uh, Islam is um, is on the rise, and I, I notice from my years at, at the university, before the very first time, separation of, of men and women in public place, um, uh, something that, uh, that I thought would only happen in my community that is, you know, um, generally more conservative from, you know, mm. the very beginning of time. But 
and, and then just to sort of trigger dialogue, to make people think differently about that. I would say something that, that is such a brilliant arrangement. So instead of something uh, scary or, or worrying that, that you actually you know, separate uh, men and women, that it's not only happening at Catholic schools, but <laughs> uh, I, I would say, <laughs> I, 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 would say some, I would say something like, oh my God, what a brilliant way to teach basic techniques of phone sex, like strong <laughs> imagination. <Yeah>. And, it, <laughs> because, uh, and then it gives you, you know, a perks and benefit. When you really like a guy, then you listen to uh, his voice, and you don't even care whether he's good looking and, and, and ugly, and that's basically what radio is all about. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but yeah, I would, I would, I would do that. The, the, lighter, the lighter joke uh, would be, uh, you're not supposed to uh, shake hands, uh, most importantly with the opposite sex, and that is uh, basically a, a brilliant way to put all the soaps company into bankruptcy, <laughs> and uh, we're helping the environment. There you go. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, because free from germs, and uh, for, for not shaking hands, I mean, you have no idea what, where the, those hands have been. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, so this is what I, I think is fascinating, because on the one hand, it's a very deliberate decision uh, to do comedy and for your comedy to be... It has a political motivation, it, se it seems to me. And yet, at the same time, you say something that I think, uh, although many comedians in the West would actually, and do actually, self-censor a lot, and I think there are very good reasons to mm -hmm. do so, that's not something that we talk about much. We, yep. Uh, but you say, you know, I self-censor all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear about the balancing act between pushing boundaries mm -hmm. and then d deliberately not going across certain boundaries. Can you tell me about that? Yes. Um, basically, my, my boundary is uh, whether or not I have experienced this firsthand. So I wouldn't talk about uh, anything that is, you know, uh, uh, probably um, on the news about about right. the rise of, of conservative Islam, about about what they're doing, about how scary they are, about how they've been a threat uh, to Indonesia. Although I can I can uh, relate those uh, uh, stories to to my personal experience, but I prefer to to. To really draw from my personal experience, because because comedy is not o only about entertaining people, it, it it is also about being very responsible with what you're saying. Really, comedian well, should <laughs> <laughs> not the chaser bread. No, I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, uh, uh, comedian should know better than anyone else that comedy is, is basically two-eyed sword, you can, you can uh, uh, empower uh, uh, people, can uh, actually uplift those who are marginalized and victimized from, from all of those jokes that, that they can uh, relate to, but, but you can also uh, defame and, and victimize the wrong persons uh, as well. So it's, it's, it's basically, I'm very, very careful in, um, examining 
who is the butt of my joke? Hmm. Well, that, that is, um, sounds very responsible. I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> um, uh, but it, I, I suppose it, it makes me wonder, I think a laugh, in a way, is an act of agreement. Mm-hmm. A comedian says something and everyone in the audience laughs instantaneously and that means that everyone has the same understanding for a moment, yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, do you think comedy can change people's mind or do you think it sort of affirms something that, that's already there? Um, yes and no. Uh, yes, in a way that uh, it uh, effectively inserts something into people's mind. Um, if it's a good joke, you will remember it and it will stay with you and it will help you to, I don't know, reflect somehow if you have spare time. And, um, but uh, it also a no because a comedy, I mean, um, to speak in a more you know, theoretical basis, you provide you with uh, what one of the theories call as comic insulation. It sort of distances you uh, from the actual, you know, reality of your life. Sometimes it's okay for for us to like laugh about uh, more uh, sensitive uh, topics, but just uh, you know, what's said on stage stay on stage. <laughs> uh, something like that, uh, and and uh, and you're going out of uh, out of uh, out of the clubs or out of out of, uh, you're, you're going down uh, from uh, the stage convinced that, um, that you will never ever discuss that topic outside of, of the, the uh, comedy uh, or stage or mm-hmm. event. Um, so you're making a very conscious decision to draw, draw the line in certain places. Uh, you've performed uh, lots of stand-up comedy on television. Mm-hmm. Um, Have you had much censorship from television producers and other people in Indonesia? Uh, Yes, uh, I've uh, faced uh, a couple of uh, censorship. They they obviously wouldn't um, air uh, materials the phone sex one. Okay, Uh, right. So so you have to sort of yeah make it um, yeah a bit more PG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And and did you want to make that joke and they said no, or was that sort of a an agreement that that couldn't um, be said? Usually, I, I just realized that when it's broadcasted on TV, so it's, it's usually a pre-record, right. uh, pre-record with live audience, and then you set it, and then, and then you have like a 10, 15 minutes gig, and it turned out to be two minutes. And right, <laughs> yeah. And uh, turned out on TV to, to only be, well, well, not two minutes, I'm not that outrageous. And, uh, <laughs> And, and they still need to fill up the duration, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and that's, that's how I, I discover. And when I confront one of the producers, um, uh, one of them said just, um, don't go too serious. We just started in Indonesia. You know, you need to be, you know, lighter in, in your jokes and, and in your message. And the television producers are the same the world around. So oh, it's fantastic. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I said to them, but you cannot ask me to, you know, uh, do lighter jokes. I don't have any. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not because I'm, you know, deliberately uh, uh, pr- uh, 
to uh, political, it's just I'm not very good at writing jokes, and uh, <laughs> and, and and basically, this is uh, all I have. And, <laughs> and but so when you push back, yeah. Um, do they uh, concede the position and they give you more freedom than you would otherwise have had? Uh, uh, no, not really. I don't do much television anymore <laughs> now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, many of my uh, uh, latest gigs, three of my latest gigs, um, uh, the latest one was with uh, Tempo magazine uh, during the uh, Independence Day celebration and the launch of uh, one of their magazines. Uh, quite elite, a lot of uh, VIPs, the ministers, a uh, couple of ministers from the uh, current administration having having a, a great time uh, uh, joking about them and uh, <laughs> under under a complete uh, protections of the editor-in-chief of, of the magazine. So if they don't like it, they can sue them inside of me. <laughs> and uh, um, so it's it's off air and then with TEDx Ubud and then with, with BBC and then another one also off air. I was, um, uh, before I came here, I was invited at the, I believe, international NGO uh, forum in Indonesia. So I'm, I'm supposed to like joke about poverty or something for them to <laughs> sort of attract more donors. Yeah. I don't know. And, like <laughs> and um, you were obviously pioneering, and I know you organized events for other women to do, do stand-up as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the stand-up scene, and in particular the uh, the rise and prominence of female comedians in, mm -hmm. in Indonesia? Uh, we started out in 2011, uh, uh, quite late, but it is, uh, the stand-up comedy scene in Indonesia, it's a very uh, vibrant scene. It is uh, flourishing. We have hundreds and hundreds of uh, comedians now. Uh, among them, there are, I don't know, around uh, 20 uh, female comedians who are actively performing both uh, amateur and uh, professional. How uh, many hijabi comedians? How many hijabi comedians? Let me think. Uh, one, two, three, four. Less than 10. Right. Yeah. You must hate them. <laughs> no, so, 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 I know, so, so. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be exclusive yeah, and, you know, <laughs> uh, getting, getting all this money without telling even one joke, just, just becoming the hijabi yeah, woman yeah. that I am. <laughs> so, okay, so, so there's, so there's ten, 10 women who are following in your footsteps or doing the same thing as you. Um, is it possible for those 20 women to actually make a career in comedy in Indonesia? Uh, it's possible if they can stay, if they can, you know, lay low. Right. Yeah. Um, among the girls uh, who are, you know, uh, wearing hijab, they're basically, uh, uh, and, 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 and I respect them a lot. One of them are only 19 years old, and, and I respect her a lot. But I don't think that the chance will be very big for her to move outside of her comfort zone, uh, you know, uh, joking about her experience becoming a shopkeeper when she was at the uni and, and uh, yeah, so. Okay. And um, is, do you want to continue, like, is your idea to, to be a live stand-up comedian as a full-time career? I hope so, if I can pay my bill out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, at this time, at this time of the years, 
when when you when you realize that that the world is growing increasingly divided doing comedy is ha, has grown not not only as a passion or as as part of personal expression or as part of of you pretty much using your talent but i realize more and more that it has become sort of a responsibility that you have to keep basically doing what you're doing at whatever cost because doing comedy and and doing arts and and comedy is basically the lowest forms of art i mean compared to <laughs> <laughs> uh, compared to i don't know contemporary theater or 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 fine art or or some <laughs> you know but uh it helps people to connect it bridges dialogue mm -hmm. and it helps people to uh sort of see who they are it's it holds the mirror up to the society in a in a very subtle and and beautiful way that that you might not realize of course you will realize it with all the chasers done but subtle and beautiful and not worse yeah. they're often used uh, but, for us no. but yeah um well that that's but fascinating but it's a responsibility to to keep you know uh, uh pursuing the the path of art um ladies and gentlemen I'll open uh the uh, discussion to questions shortly I'm going to ask one question but if we could move the microphones into into place now and if you'd like to ask uh Sakdia, a question uh, you can move to the microphones in the middle of the room or you can tweet uh to at sydney underscore ideas and I'll keep an eye out for for questions there I wanted to ask one question yeah. uh, uh to you before we do that though um you know the uh, the chaser is five guys basically trying to be one comedian in mm -hmm. Australia yeah. in our own language but you do um uh an amazing thing which is to do not only to be a pioneer of stand up comedy in your first language but you also do comedy in um another language mm -hmm. as well uh other lines the boundaries of what you can say different in different languages mm -hmm. and how do you find the experience of doing comedy in different languages mm -hmm. i'm uh, uh saying i feel like and and this is a cliche and i'm sorry for 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 saying a cliche but this is what it is i feel like i'm more liberated somehow when i uh, speak in english when i joke in english i do a lot uh, uh, i do more uh, phone sex jokes when <laughs> when uh, i'm 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 doing uh, the jokes in english a couple of my jokes are uh, about uh, male genitalia and and i do it in both disgusting <laughs> i know such a shame right how many muslims are there in the room please don't <laughs> don't don't tell your parents that you're coming to see this pervert woman <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> so so you can push the boundaries more when you speak in English and you feel Yeah, unfortunately like, so. I would yeah. say unfortunately. That's interesting. Because uh because it's 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 uh I mean, it's not like I'm being opportunistic opportunistic or or something, but if only I can get this many access at home. Mm. Mm. That's fascinating. 
Um, all right, if, if you'd like to ask questions, ladies and gentlemen, please move to the, uh, the, the microphone. Uh, we've got one that's come in uh, through, through Twitter. Uh, it's from uh, Dawn, I think. What do you think is the biggest challenge young Indonesian women of today face? Now, it was a question on Twitter, so if you could answer in 140 characters or less, that would be <laughs> okay. good. Uh, no, we'll give you a bit more than that. Um, what do you think is the biggest challenge young Indonesian women face today? Well, uh, not only young Indonesian women. I think I think uh, uh, young um, young people uh, in general a sense of disorientation, and uh, um, and and for women especially because um, access or well not as limited as in the old days, but a little more limited than than uh, than uh, access uh, granted. Uh, for boys, but in the era of identity politics, if I can share more than 140 characters, uh, in, in Indonesia where uh, there's sort of a, a contest uh, between, uh, you know, who can speak the loudest uh, basically, from the conservative groups to the liberal groups to the feminist group to the anti-feminist group to the um, all different kinds of group were, you know, trying to basically grab audience and grab followers and winning influence. Young people in the middle of, of all of that have to have a very strong sense of self and a very strong sense of context as well who they are, where they are, where Indonesia is at at that time, at this time, that is a very uh, difficult uh, task, I think, because growing up alone is, is not easy, let alone growing up in this array of, of loud voices basically influencing you. Fascinating. Um, Madam, your question? Hi, I'm just wondering, do your family and your community watch your comedy, and what is their response to that? Mm -hmm. um, uh, some of them do, and uh, uh, to be honest, uh, some of them think that it's cool. Oh, my neighbor is on TV. And, uh, uh, but I don't know, I don't think that they uh, understand my uh, message very clearly. Some of the members of uh, extended family also uh, said, as, as a Muslim woman and in hijab, you will be, you know, uh, a uh, an embarrassment uh, to uh, to the family if you are you know entertaining uh, people in public and especially with comedy. I I entered uh, uh, clubs like uh, nightclubs for the very first time when I did comedy for for my audition for one of the uh, television program. That was the first. Uh, moment that I uh, stepped foot of, uh, into, into a nightclub. And uh, not only my family, I myself are not very comfortable with that. I mean, for my entire life, I've been 100% alcohol-free, you know, uh, with the exceptions of cough syrups. And, uh, <laughs> That's another first for a stand-up comedian as yeah. well. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, you are you are struggling with with these uh, issues. Um, as a Muslim, uh, I I have been uh, taught not to uh, enter places where people are drinking. 
and uh, where they serve, uh, where they serve uh, alcohol. And, and in Australia, I went to a com I went to comedy store, and it's it's amazing. I wish I could perform there. And it's uh, so yeah. Uh, I understand where they're coming from. My family, their struggle are also my struggle, and I have to uh, recognize that. And I'm not aiming at uh, getting away, uh, becoming this rebellious Muslim. I need to, uh, they have passed me some positive comments because it's cool to see that uh, your family members are on TV. <laughs> uh, and, and they also pass me negative comments because of what I'm doing on TV. And uh, perhaps if I'm doing Amazing Race, that will be a whole different story. But, <laughs> but I'm struggling with that issue as well. I have, to, I have to be honest with you. I'm not, you know, like, a hundred percent comfortable, uh, you know, entertaining um, some of the drunk audience. It, their values are my values as well. And I think that is why it is important for me to keep working, to, do, to, to, to keep doing what I'm doing so that I can also reflect that and evaluate that. And it helps me to... Uh, uh, communicate, and in conclusion, I'm basically a confused woman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just one little uh, aspect of that as well. You, you, you said that you, you, you ground your comedy in your own personal experience, mm -hmm. and that means that you know a woman doing stand-up comedy—it's not just a issue of principle. You talk about your family. You talk about your mother and your father. Mm -hmm. um, how do they know what jokes you say about them, and how do they react? Uh, uh, they know those types of jokes that I'm talking about uh, my family a little bit. My mom is always, you know, very careful and very conscious of, of warning me not to talk about Islam. Like, they probably don't care that I'm talking about them uh, <laughs> as, uh, right. uh, as much as uh, you know they care for me talking about Islam. And I re I know where my mom is is coming from, uh, she uh, makes a very clear argument that you're not supposed to talk about Islam not because it, 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 it dishonor or, or disgrace Islam, no, but you're not coming from Islamic studies background. You need to, you know, uh, you have no idea most of the time what you are talking about. And uh, yeah, you're not, and, and so I can understand her argument. And she never said uh, anything about me being a disgrace. Mm. Uh, and uh, I've, I've seen you, you say that your, your father um, once said that, it, sort of gave you permission to use your name, or his name in... Yes. Yeah. It, it, Can you tell me about that? Yeah, it, it was like the supermoon last night. It was, <laughs> it was there, A fleeting huge. moment of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of understanding, and I then, see. And then, and then it's gone and like... <laughs> interesting, very, very yeah. interesting. Um, so your question. Hi, um, Basadia. I just want to yeah. ask, um, I read your CV before Oh my uh, God, CV? Here. No, no, no. Wow. Um, <laughs> just like your brief Wikipedia uh, description of you. Oh, You've no. done more um, research than me. Well done. Yeah. Because uh, I noticed that you graduated from Gajamada. Um, yes. For your undergrad and graduate. And to my knowledge, most of the comedians that I know from Dono and Casino, who both are lecturers at University of Indonesia, you have the stand-up, Indonesia stand-up founders, 
all graduated from ITB, UNPAD, UI. So all of them are intellectuals, in my opinion, and so are you. Um, do you think there's any connections between those two? Being a university graduate, someone who, I'm, in my opinion, intellectuals, mm -hmm. and being in comedy in yep. Indonesia. And mm -hmm. do you think, to be, in order for, for you to be relevant in Indonesia, you, you have to be smart as well? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, uh, to answer your question, uh, first, of course, uh, there is a connection between, you know, becoming a university graduate and becoming a comedian. It's difficult to find work. <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with, uh, with only your diploma, you got to have an edge. <laughs> 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 you know, <laughs> but um, uh, to put it in a in a in a now I forgot the whole serious answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's it's interesting that you know if you think about the um, some of the great traditions of. Australian comedy, the degeneration in uh, Melbourne University. Yeah, and proud you've got alumni Oxford. of Sydney Uni. Well, yeah, there's is the, the, Sydney Uni proud there's though. A, there's a, there's a few the of those <laughs> as well, and, and, and I suppose that's was there a culture at your university of mm -hmm. that encouraged um, comedy? Uh, yes, I am. I'm fortunate to be, uh, you know, raised in in Jogjakarta at the you know second phase of my life. Jogjakarta uh, is, is uh, and on behalf of our Ministry of Tourism, uh, allow me to uh, <laughs> explain a little bit of Jogjakarta. And uh, yes, Jogjakarta, uh, we will uh, we will say it is uh, is a, uh, one of the cultural center of of uh, Indonesia. We have uh, art schools. Uh, there and and uh, and we have a very vibrant, dynamic community of of artists. One of the uh, foremost uh, monologue actor, um, the name is Butet Kertarajasa. If if some of you may have uh, heard of him, were you know basically born and raised uh, in Indonesia. One of the prominent satirists in Indonesia. Uh, he is one of the prominent uh, satirists in Indonesia. And, I've, and, and if, it, if it wasn't for living in Jogjakarta, I, I perhaps wouldn't have a chance to meet him and, and, and study uh, from him uh, for, for a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. Um, basically, if I can divide my life into two, it's, it's growing up in, in Arab descent uh, community and then growing up in Solo and, and Yogyakarta with, with all the art and, and people who are being you know, very open and very creative and, and very critical at the same time. I think it, it really helps. Hmm. Um, next question. Thank you, sir, for your question. Um, hi, Saktia. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Thank I think you. we're very Thanks inspirational. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Um, so my question to you is, um, I'm from a Turkish Muslim background and I'm also mm -hmm. a gay male and I'm also a medical student. So mm -hmm. social justice is really Perfect. important to me. Yeah. <laughs> Helping that's, people is really that, important. That's basically, if I may comment, that's basically all you need to, you know, uh, to help your parents cope with, your, with you being gay, having a medical yeah. degree. <laughs> that's, that's... A doctor, tick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, things like women's rights and LGBT rights are very taboo things to talk about often in mm -hmm. Islamic countries. Um, so how do you use comedy to overcome these taboos and how do you use comedy to elicit social change and help people? Mm -hmm. 
Well, um, I would say I am not using comedy. Comedy helps me. I'm not doing a favor for comedy by using it as a medium to express my ideas or thoughts or, or talking about taboos topic or promoting social change that will never ever be, you know, facilitated by comedy, I understand. But, but comedy aesthetically helped me to reflect and to dissect myself and, and to scrutinize my belief and, and to scrutinize my society as well. So comedy has been, has been doing me a lot of favors instead of the other way around. I found, it's not like I have a, I, I mean, I know that, you know, I've been having this voice that I need to express from, from, from when I was, from when I was a child, but, but comedy really helps me to, to find and, and sort of crystallize uh, that voice into, into something that I can be proud of, into, into something that is at least acceptable to me uh, as, as something that I would say to, to the general public without being too confrontational, without being too harsh. And yeah, so yeah, uh, no, I saw uh, Dr. Michelle Bonatti from uh, Sydney Uni at the back, so I thought I'd say hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, we have a question, a Twitter question uh, from Jock. Yeah. Uh, do you know the humorous repertoire of Gustur? Um, can you analyze some of his humor or share some of his jokes? And do you think that uh, Joko Widodo lives up to his name? <laughs> Live up, lives up to Gustur's name? Well, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, is there much... Uh, well, I, I wasn't... Well, actually, I, now that I think back to Gustur, he was a, a curious character. He did seem to, to make jokes quite a bit. Is that, is that right? Or? He's the best satirist that Indonesia has ever had. Really? Right. Oh, yes. He Tell is, us about that. He is our brand of self-deprecation. <laughs> right. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> and, um, and did that make did that endear him to the public, or did some people react against that? Uh, it it helps him to uh, connect more to both ends, the elites and the uh, you know uh, lower people from uh, uh, lower class, uh, the the more traditional mm -hmm. uh, communities and. And he is a true uh, evidence that 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 comedy uh, really works. That that it can help uh, to you know bridge divides. Well, comedy and the fact that you're the president, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it 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 mm. does it does help. Indonesia was was at a at a different time altogether when he was interesting, interesting. leading our country. Uh, now, I'll, I'll come to you in, in one second, sir, but I just noticed on Twitter somebody asking almost the, the, the inverse of that question, and it's, um, well, it says that it's Josh S., but I think it's actually Malcolm Gladwell in disguise in the audience, <laughs> he, he makes this argument, but um, Josh says, when a comedian makes a joke and I laugh, it allows me to move on instead of doing something. Uh, do you think that jokes can lead to inaction? So, 
and there is this theory that jokes can be about mm -hmm. politics, but they're essentially apolitical or anti-political. Mm -hmm. um, do you uh, do you agree? Well, uh, it seems to me that that statement is is getting um, getting its its uh, evidence and and relevance in the current U.S. elections. <laughs> yep, probably. Uh, people have been joking about Donald Trump, thinking that it will mm. end as it begins, as a joke. Mm. And it turned out it's not a joke altogether. I saw Trevor Noah at the Daily Show during you know, the night of the election. He couldn't say anything. Mm. He's been thinking that we've been doing a free PR for the guy. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it is very interesting. I, I was in New York when uh, the night that Obama was uh, elected, the, yeah. the very first time. And everyone was in love with Stuart and Colbert, yeah. and everyone was looking forward to watching their live election broadcast, but somehow it didn't fit the situation. It was good at the beginning of the night, but as the actual results got, uh, started to roll in, the party that I was at, people who loved Colbert and, and Stuart, they all turned to CNN because they wanted to watch the real stuff now. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so it's interesting. I mean, you know, the, the chase has started in I the think, Howard regime and we time, returned six Howard I, governments. I, I, <laughs> I think, really, this is the oh, time yes. for us to sort of reconsider satire. Or, in my case, consider it for the first time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fasc a fascinating answer. Thank you. Uh, so, would you like to ask a question? Uh, so, I read on your Wikipedia page that you are a fan of uh, which may You know it was hacked by the previous guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that I was at the Australian last week? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I, Thanks. Um, uh, I noted that you were a fan of um, Jerry Seinfeld as a comedian. And mm. I was wondering uh, as to what your thoughts were con uh, regarding not just the mainstream comedians of Western countries, but also some of the more counterculture, countercultural comedians. Mm -hmm. The likes of, I mean, the more recent example would be Louis C.K., but if you go oh. back further, Richard Pryor. Of um, course, George Carlin, Pryor, yes. Uh, Lenny Bruce, etc. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts regarding um, their approach to comedy, which I suppose is perhaps less about relatability and more about exploring ideas, mm -hmm. and also, do you can, would you ever consider that to be something that you or someone from Indonesia may explore yeah. in comedy? Thank you. Yeah, it, it, thank you so much for mentioning Louis C.K. For me, personally, uh, Louis C.K. is like third after the Prophet Muhammad and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> and now my husband, so he's like fourth. <laughs> But if my husband begins to lose relevance, I will move oh, Louis yeah. C.K. to <laughs> third again. <laughs> and, uh, so why do you love Louis C.K.? I, I listen to the guy. He, he, speaks, he speaks through my heart. And he is honest. And in, of, in, in all honesty, he somehow makes me a better Muslim. He speaks to what I believe as a Muslim. And, and some people uh, say that uh, 
comedians are uh, basically philosophers in, in, in a clown suit. And uh, the way he, uh, the way he uh, sort of never uh, cover anything at all, just, just, just uh, uh, let it all out in the most uh, truthful way that is. I, I cried at, 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 at almost uh, the end of his, his every shows. He embodies what I would say as good comedy makes you laugh, great comedy makes you cry because it leaves you completely naked. Not literally, I mean, you... <laughs> Yeah, you're watching it the wrong to, uh, way. If you, uh, <laughs> uh, step out of the uh, comedy club first, return home, <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. But I, I suppose, I, I suppose, just following on from that, um, you've noted that he kind of relates to himself and explains himself, etc. Mm -hmm. But what about when he talks about ideas that he even recognizes that he's he may not be smart enough to talk about? Yeah. So. I'm trying to link that back to what you were saying earlier when you said... Woohoo! Uh, high you know, five, fellow Louis C.K. fans. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, you know, when you talked earlier about, you know, your, your style of comedy is about talking about your experiences. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you, you mentioned you had this hesitancy about talking about things that you may not yeah. be familiar with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, when you see him doing that, is that something that you've ever considered doing and you know, it doesn't have to be Islam, right? Yeah, yeah, it yeah. could be something else that might be more cultural and uh, less religious. Okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, what are your thoughts yeah. about talking yeah. about those sorts of things? That, I, yeah. think, I think my short answer will be, I ha you have to let yourself grow as comedians because, uh, uh, you know, the um, uh, early, early 2000 Louis C.K. is not the same with who he is right now. He's wearing suit all the time right now. In the, in the past, he's wearing sweats. And so, uh, yeah, it's economic status, but I think it's something else uh, all, all, all together uh, as well. And before you know, being able to uh, answer your question, I need to let myself grow as, as comedians as well. I mean, uh, you have to know that I don't get as many gigs I get more interviews than gigs, and so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and uh, I need to allow myself to explore and, and to not, you know, uh, having to be, you know, responsible and, and all explaining over and over again over this, you know, 15 minutes thing that, that I did only once in my life, and so, yeah. I hear, I hear. I think I think that that will be the answer. Like whether or not I reg uh, I will regret some of the materials that that I'm doing now, time will tell, and how I will cope with it, time will tell. Thank you, sir. Uh, Manu. Hi. Um, I have Hi. a question about something you said about comedy helping you. Yeah. And like, so I had a, a guy yelling racist things on the bus the other day, and inside I really wanted to be like, I've got this really cool joke that will shut you down. Yeah. But all I did was just shut up and run away. Yeah. yeah. And 
whenever I think that I would want comedy to come to my assistance, it's always to try and smack this guy down and you know, get the upper hand. But what you said about responsibility and about trying to bridge the gap, is that something that, you know, if you've had an experience where you felt discriminated against or attacked, have you been able to or have you wanted to and not had the ability at the time? Um, well, um, you always adore people that have a great comeback. And, and uh, um, most of the time, uh, the greatest comeback is, is, is humor. And so when I face, uh, and, and uh, I don't know whether I should say fortunately or unfortunately in, in, this, uh, in this context, but uh, the extent of threats and negative comments that uh, I receive most are uh, from uh, uh, social media, so comments under my YouTube videos, etc., and, 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 and via Twitter. I remember one comment. Uh, saying that you're not supposed to be doing what you're doing because this is not what the prophet, uh, the wife of, uh, of the prophet would do. And then I said, well, they didn't have comedy scene back then. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, just so you know, uh, watching a Muslim woman and, and feeling entertained by it or, or even uh, offended by it is not what the Prophet Muhammad would do as well. <laughs> and, it's, <laughs> and, and so those, kind of, uh, those kinds of things, and I think many people will agree, uh, especially the chaser, <laughs> because they need, you know, five people to, like, uh, to be one comedian. As, <laughs> as, as you said, it's, most of the time, it's, it's all about overcoming or expressing, for that matter, your own insecurities, uh, uh, really, and, and, and fear and, and, and worries. And uh, when I talk uh, on stage about, uh, you know, uh, my father not knowing uh, what I'm doing, I would tweak that into, uh, into another joke, but it's an, it's an honest fear and it's an honest, uh, honest worry. And I think I'm, I'm just covering it up in, 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 in a couple of jokes and in, in being ridiculous. And I mean, there's that, there's that sort of cliche that you can't laugh and be afraid at the same time. Do you believe that? Uh, I think, I don't know, because I'm afraid all the time. <laughs> uh, Very yeah, good answer. She's good with the comebacks. Very good with the comebacks. Um, uh, I saw a documentary about Bill Hicks last week, and a, a, a Christian protester came up to him and said, as a Christian, I'm offended by your routine. And he said, well, as a Christian, please forgive me. Uh, exactly. <laughs> which I thought Ooh, was pretty good. Yes. <laughs> Um, does anyone else want to ask a question then? Um, thank you very much for insightful conversation. Um, and back to the question of self-censorship. Have you found as your comedic career has extended and expanded that you are more critical and, and more apt to censorship of your material? Or has it only flourished? And as you mentioned before, a difference between your like English and Indonesian comedy. Has your English self-censorship led to a change in your self-censorship in your like native tongue? Mm, interesting. Uh, wow, um, interesting question. Whether or not uh, this, this newfound uh, fame <laughs> uh, 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 helped me to um, expand uh, my, my jokes and, and, and what I'm saying, perhaps. 
because uh, I think uh, that I've, uh, you know, I've been uh, accumulating uh, more and more supports and uh, it validates uh, people acceptance about me being um, a female Muslim stand-up comedian. But again, as, as I mentioned, it comes with, uh, oh, it's another cliche from Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man, uh, page uh, 19, I believe, <laughs> uh, published in uh, uh, around 2007. Uh, this is university. You have when you quote, you have to be <laughs> precise. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Very good. And uh, yeah, with great power comes greater responsibility, I guess. <laughs> and 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 so um, uh, yes, I evaluate my sense of self uh, censorship. I'm uh, getting you know more and more open about uh, exploring. A uh, couple of things that I've never uh, explored before, like family experience and violence and, and, and things like that, that I would never dare to say uh, in Bahasa Indonesia, that I probably will uh, next time. But it also comes with a very, uh, with a, no, not very, an increasing sense of self-awareness. I have to be, you know, uh, more aware of who I am because I'm, I'm carrying this with me. My, my, my jokes, but also my Muslim identity, my hijab, my family name, etc., etc. That is the best thing about hiding instead of, you know, uh, going in, in public like this. When you're, you're hiding, when I'm still, you know, sneaking around from, from my parents, it's sort of, you know, more nerve-wracking, but a little bit easier uh, somehow. I can just, you know, uh, tell my dad that I'm at this university conference, which is, which is such a delight because right now I'm, at, I'm actually at a, at a university. But, uh, but, you know, becoming more open uh, also means that you have to be aware uh, without compromising your your personal expression and aspirations. And again, I'm, I must I must uh, tell of all of you as as sophisticated or as lame as as uh, what I have been uh, telling you. I still need to grow as a comedian. I still consider myself as as, I don't know, as, as a starting professional. Not, not amateur maybe, but, but I'm just, I'm just uh, uh, starting out and, and I still need to prove myself and to grow as, as comedians before I can um, answer uh, some of your questions with, uh, uh, with greater depth and, and detail, I guess. Well, I think you just did answer it with great depth and great detail. detail. <laughs> um, and with bibliography. In, well, that, and, and, and citations, absolutely. Citations, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have time for one more question, so... so. Selamat malam. Selamat malam, Bapak. Nama saya Anthony Lim. My name is Anthony Lim. And it's the second time that we met. You were the MC at the opening of the Black Armada or oh, Armada wow. Hitam exhibition Great pleasure, in Jogja. I didn't realize you were so famous. I would have asked for your autograph. <laughs> <laughs> A chance to, to correct that today, sir. You mentioned Suharto you, uh, and, uh, and his autobiography, I guess. Yeah. You mentioned the cancellation of uh, the Indonesian president's visit. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, you also mentioned Jogja. Um, there's something 
that I find disturbing being involved in the Black Armada exhibition. Um, after the exhibition in Jogja, I've been trying to persuade the Museum Betting Friedeburg to have a permanent exhibition. I haven't had any reply. Um, I've just come back from Bali, where I've also um, helped to organize an ex the Black Armada exhibition mm -hmm. at the Arma Museum in Ubud. And I was also involved in, in, in um, conducting a seminar on the film Indonesia Calling, mm -hmm. which is about mm -hmm. the black ban of Dutch ships in Sydney Harbor. Mm -hmm. And it's an amazing film. Mm -hmm. I'll everybody to try and Google uh, this film. Yeah. Um, there is a concern um, in that I had a long and deep conversation with the owner of the Alma Museum, Pak Agung Rai. Mm -hmm. And he was telling me that during the Suharto regime, mm -hmm. during the Order Baru, there has been a ne neglect of teaching history mm -hmm. in Indonesian schools. Mm -hmm. And the reason is pretty obvious. Um, the tr the, um, he was trying to push the first Indonesian president, Sukarno, in the background. Mm -hmm. I'll just ask you to get to the, to the question, if you could, sir, just to... Yeah. yeah. Uh, my question is, um, you like to touch on to um, subjects that are taboo. Um, is the word communism a taboo word in Indonesia? And also during the Suharto regime, yeah. people like myself, um, have to change their names. Yep. And the demonstration conducted in, in Jakarta on the 4th of November was against uh, the governor of Jakarta, who yep. was a Chinese and a Christian. Mm -hmm. um, can you... <laughs> Well, so, uh, yeah, we, we, we've heard your question, sir, and I must say, I, I'm very impressed because never has such a concise question come after that request. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, my, is the word communism yeah. taboo in, my, my in Indonesia? Yeah? That's my question. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, well, um, jokingly, and, and I believe that you can uh, relate to this, Pa Antoni, uh, what's taboo in Indonesia is Sarah. It's not Sarah with uh, it's not Sarah with a K uh, at the back. So, so yeah, uh, I think I think uh, the government sort of uh, forgot uh, to put uh, communism into into this taboo. We actually have uh, this uh, regulation to uh, prevent this term Sarah, suku, agama, ras, antar golongan, uh, ethnicity. Uh, religion uh, and then race and then the community excuse me classes Class. yes yes uh, um, to be uh, to be discussed uh, uh, publicly uh, especially in a in a defaming uh, manner and 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 and, and it is um, still uh, effectively applied in and it has been you know transferred into like uh, broadcasting uh, regulations etc cetera, etc cetera, and it has uh, inspired many different regulations like law on blasphemy um, and. Uh, as, as far as I'm concerned, communism is not on the text, <laughs> and, and, and so, uh, and, and I understand, I, I understand where, where you're coming from, I understand the concern, this, this milestone 
that that Gustur has uh, the late uh, Gustur has has uh, has said uh, in in Indonesia that has benefit um, amazingly a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, Ch uh, Chinese Indonesian communities and not to mention a lot of shopping malls because <laughs> because then they have more holidays to like uh, sell their products but that definitely beside the point. Sorry, forgive no, my no, instinct. No. But yes. Uh, yeah, and so we, we won't be able to have any more questions because yeah, we've run out of time, unfortunately. Up. Yeah, sorry. Also, a question is, is okay, there, 120, is, is 140 there characters or less. Is there an attempt by the government to correct the situation? Is there an attempt is, by the government to correct is there this? An Thank you, is there an attempt uh, by the government to, cor uh, 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 to correct the situation? Mm. Wow, that will be... Uh, that will be uh, very difficult to answer. I believe that 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 you have uh, you you will know uh, more about this uh, uh, more about this than I do. But um, specifically in in reference to uh, November fourth uh, November fourth rally that uh, you might uh, have heard, we are still uh, in the process. Uh, of, of tackling uh, such uh, such situations and managing different uh, different uh, political interests, if I may say something about uh, about that that riot, I think um, it all started out by sort of not being consistent to the spirit of reformasi. Because following the reformasi, you have all different kinds of, of law enacted. Uh, law on uh, electronic uh, uh, transactions or electronic exchange of information that has been, uh, you know, one of the greatest uh, and, and most uh, uh, overused uh, act uh, to censor uh, people and what they're, and, and to, to sort of uh, put a surveillance on, on, on social media. And then you have law on defamation, law on blasphemy. Now, those series of inconsistency to the spirit of democracy, to the spirit of reformacy, to the spirit of freedom that created this problem at the very first place. People have all the rights to rally if they feel that they are uh, offended, but they will not be able to demand anything from the government if they do not have the, the, the uh, sort of legal uh, standing at, at the first place. And uh, I think that is part of uh, the, the reflection that Indonesia as a nation has to uh, continue having whether or not we are being very truthful, not to the, uh, you know, not, not, to the, not only to the uh, core principles of our country, such as, uh, such as the Pancasila or, or the Mideka Tunggal Ika that has been, you know, uh, growing from a principle into, into a cliche, but to the very uh, spirit of change and the dream that we are having as a nation. And I'm not going to go further than this. I'm, I'm, I'm getting uh, uh, emotional and, and passionate, I'm afraid. And, and, Don't and, apologize <laughs> for that. Don't apologize for that. Yeah. And, and no, I... Okay, well, but... Somehow I started to feel afraid. There we go. Well, and, how, how and about... That's how another about reflection of the situation in Indonesia. I should go. not be afraid if we are being true to the spare yeah, reformation. That's right. That's right. Well, um, clearly you are... Uh, 
you know, you may have fears, but you're obviously a very brave um, and impressive uh, lady, and I want to use your genuine sentiment to uh, shamelessly cross-promote the Chaser Lecture, uh, <laughs> which is on Thursday at the Sydney Town Hall. And if, uh, as I'm sure you uh, are fascinated, as I am now, to, to hear more from this um, wonderful lady, uh, you can come along on Thursday night at Sydney Town Hall. It's the sesquicentennial Chaser, inaugural Chaser Lecture. Uh, and there are black tie dinner seats. If you use this code, UCID, Chaser-dinner, you get $100 off the black tie dinner. Uh, if you use the UCID Chaser-gallery, you get 40% off the upstairs uh, seats, uh, where you don't get dinner, but you do get to play the Chaser's version. We call it, we call it Rich Dickhead Bingo. You get to look down <laughs> on all the people having dinner and cross off the things that they do, which are uh, disgraceful. Um, but uh, I'm sure you'll agree that it's going to be fascinating to hear what uh, what Dia has to say because um, she's a very impressive lady. And I'd like to thank, uh, firstly, the University of Sydney for, um, uh, well, I mean, I didn't spend a lot of time in the classes, but the, the grounds were lovely. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but also, obviously, for um, my career was initially in law and then working with friends I met on this campus. Um, and. It's also been great to have uh, the University of Sydney support the Chaser Lecture, where what we're trying to do basically is take, um, we're very conscious of the fact that we're very privileged, you know, white Anglo-Saxon middle class people with very, very minor guilt, um, <laughs> and, to in and, and to invite to Australia um, people who, uh, who express the spirit of freedom of speech and freedom of expression in, in circumstances where it's far more challenging. Um, and that's why Dia's here. That's why you should come and see her on Thursday night. And we would like to thank uh, the University of Sydney for supporting this event and also the Chaser Lecture. But most of all, of course, we'd like to thank Dia. Well done, that was great. Thank Fantastic. you. Those of us who know and love Indonesia know just how important comedy and humour is in the Indonesian context, much of it rivalled. As indeed is the long-winded statement, not a question. <laughs> so we've had a very Indonesian experience here tonight. I'd like to join you all again in thanking both Saktia and Julian for this event, for this conversation tonight. <laughs> and if you enjoyed it, Sydney Ideas has a whole series of events that run throughout the year, and you can look on the website and find out what they're doing next. Thanks so much for coming. Hope to see a bunch of you there on Thursday, and have a lovely evening.